Welcome. Welcome to the Brew with Suzanne Morning. Hi, I'm Suzanne, an intuitive guide who channels healing energy. Intermittently, we'll be channeling guidance for Q&A sessions, so please email your questions to us at thebrewwithsuzannemorning at gmail.com plus any feedback or topic suggestions you have. And you can visit us on suzannemorning.com website on the podcast visual image. The portal is opening. Welcome, my friendly photons. Yes, that is a quantum physics reference. Welcome to The Brew with Suzanne Morning. I am drinking a peppermint tea. What are you drinking? This is, uh, this could be episode 7, is it episode 6 or episode 7, I think, if I've got that right. I'm <clears throat> uh, not sure, I think it's episode 7. How are we all? How's your week been? How are you feeling? Let's all take a deep breath together because there's been so much going on. And hold that breath as you release it out. Yeah, that's that clear throat. Let go of all the strain and expectations and things that have been holding you back, beating you up, telling you who you should be other than where you are and who you are. You could do better, you could be more. Go faster. What's wrong with you? Why didn't you? More, more, better, better, more, more, better, better, more, 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 better, better. Let's just quieten those voices and we're just going to pop them in the trash can like we would a message we don't want anymore. I've just pressed delete. Now we just welcome the divine energy to be all around you, filling you, calming you. That as you sit in this space, any answers you're needing will come to you. And you will feel the presence of the quantum field moving, vibrating, assisting, debriefing, calming. And that is how we're opening episode 7 with an invitation from, let's call it the quantum field. Um... Because today I wanted to talk, have a little ramble. You may notice that I don't do things in a very linear progression. Uh -uh. Unless when I'm doing academic university study and then I have to. And that is a concerted effort, let me tell you. It's like sanding against the grain. And it's, uh, it's a useful discipline at times. But it's not the way I function. And the fact that I don't predominantly stay in that, I think, is what enables me and others like me to channel. Because we let things flow. <coughs> Excuse me. And <coughs> as I was saying to a friend of mine who was a channeler, we laugh about our butterfly brains. We're halfway through a thought and then we're on to something else. And we flip, flip, flip. And I said to her, you know what, you know what we're doing? We just keep assessing 
the terrain. We're assessing the frequency of the terrain and we're quickly adapting our conversation onto whatever's coming up or popping up at that moment for that person. So if suddenly halfway through the conversation that that completion of that sentence or thought isn't as redundant <clears throat> is um yeah, irrelevant and the process is completed, we just we're gone, we're on to the next thing because we've sent something else. So if you're one of those, I just want to acknowledge that and say you are tuning into the frequency and you're moving with the current. And that's good. You are letting the heart and the superconscious override the primitive hardware of the analytics of the human brain, which is a defined, finite, <clears throat> and small data pool of knowledge versus the superconscious. So that, make, that might make sense to some people out there. Why did I want to talk about energy today? Well, well, do you ever hear um, Sabrina on Bewitched? Like, well, I used to love that. Well, did you twitch your nose? I'm showing my age. Sabrina on Bewitched. That was one of her taglines to everything. Well, it was like our modern day um. Um, um, um. Well, I channel healing energy. So, you know, how do you describe energy? To me, energy is, it's connected with emotion. And what is emotion? It is energy in motion. Energy to me is life force, chi. It is the essence of the divine, the spark, the breath of which we were all ignited when we exploded out of the Big Bam. And if I was to think of different names of this Big Bang originator, I could say Source, Creator, God, the Universe, um, Consciousness, the Universal Consciousness. Um, and those of us who are channeling and those of us who stop and meditate, you don't have to sit and breathe, you can just be... In any quiet activity where we still the busyness of the beta, alpha aspects of the brain and we drop into a slower rhythm where we can hear ourselves, the superconscious, the subconscious. And you can call this the quantum field, the quantum mind, the unified field, the universal consciousness. Which is quite exciting really, it's got lots of aspects hasn't it? It's a big carousel with loads of fears and stalls that we can all experience and adapt to. And depending on where we're at in each carnation, we can take a shape and feeling of God, the universe, according to the experience we need for that life. Um, I mean, sometimes I refer to God as Lucy in the sky. Why? Well... I used to call myself Lucy and I just feel that Lucy in the Sky kind of it's the beginning of a song, it's the end of a story it's got a creative feeling to it it's got a bit of hippie 60s in it and I like the I like the ambience it conjures up so depending on what kind of 
<clears throat> discussion I want to have with the divine is kind of the name. <laughs> the name I will choose. Sometimes if I'm into the masculine divine and I need a touch of handsome dandy man, you know, the old dandy, the men in their dandy suits who take your arm and promenade you through magnificent manicured gardens with old-fashioned roses, then the divine becomes that. Long dreamy stares where he says, I've only got eyes for you and you feel like you're the only one in the world. And I'll drop into that meditation. This is a divine creative being. So we can call it the quantum mind. Um, or you can call it Thomas, Henry. You can give it a name. Whatever works for you. You might want to call it Helen, Samantha. Samantha from Bewitched. I think we should get a little creative about this and play because to me the quantum field is a lot about playing. We're all here to experience and it's like a big playground where no one really gets to die. We just pass out of one costume into the next. It's like, well, that show's over. How did we do? Let's review that show. <clears throat> right. He came on a bit late on that cue and I didn't pick up, I didn't pick up that cue. And I, I messed up my lines and I forgot that whole scene. Oh God, look at that costume and that hairdo. To talk to makeup and wardrobe about that. I think I could have produced that scene a bit better. And we, we do a bit of reviewing. So I think we need to just play a little bit with this. Now how is all of this rambling connected to the quantum field, I don't know, but I just felt to say that. And that's an example of butterfly brain. Um, and someone out there, you friendly little photons in podcast land, someone out there will go, yeah, that's me, baby. And they'll be like, yeah, that's me, baby, that's me. And um, they'll take a certain delight and pleasure in feeling validated. Yeah. And they'll lift their chin and they'll put on that sassy uh, red dress. That fake Coco Chanel black bag, that lippy, and out they'll go with a little bit more of a swagger than they had before. Now, what else do I want to say about this? <clears throat> quantum field, the quantum mind. Have you ever listened to Joe Dispenza, who's gorgeous and wonderful? Um, he had a miraculous healing that he brought about through the power of the mind, through the unified field. He talks a lot about this. So check out his books and have a little look at his YouTubes. He's really interesting. Um, just looking at a couple of notes here I made. Right. How do we connect to the quantum field? Does it exist? What is it? Well, it's just another word, another multiple aspect of the divine. Today we're calling it the quantum field and we're going to have a little look at the quantum physics um, carousel. We're going to play on that today. And how do we get into the quantum field? Well, there's a multitude of meditations and ways you can do it. Um, but we don't have to get all complicated with special yoga pants and positions. You know, 
you can have a great meditation in the shower or the bath, even sitting on the loo. Don't be too precious. All it is is about relaxing and letting go. And the toilet can be a good place for that. But enough potty analogies. It's about quietening the mind enough. So sometimes it might take a while to just let that busy alpha beta, and I'm going to say western way of mode of apparatus to just settle down, settle down. Come on now. You've dominated the show for long enough. We don't need to be producing and busy all the time. Just let me, because you've got to stop before you go. We need to stop and be quiet and tune in. Because what if we're walking down the wrong path and it takes us 10 years to wake up? Because we were running so fast, we didn't look at the signs. So sometimes slowing down is actually very time savvy and very productive exercise to stop before you go and you do that through meditation which just means to breathe deep into your body and still the mind so we can hear our subconscious so we can hear the super conscious so we can be guided and somewhere in there as we're connecting with a quantum field if we are perhaps looking for answers, there's something about letting go and surrendering all expectations of how things should be, look and feel. Uh, almost like you've entered a white room and you just go, okay, I'm going to let go of whatever could or should happen or how I could or should do this. And whatever happens, it's going to be could, should. It's going to be okay. I'm going to let it be okay. I'm going to let it be there. And that's how we tune into our intuition, the little still voice inside that says, don't get on that plane or, nah, that guy's not right for you. He's really insecure. Do you see that? Do you see the way he's doing that? Yeah. He's got issues and he's not going to be faithful. Or, No, you see her? She's actually saying this, but she's not really into you. That business deal? Something's going to go flat on that. That's the intuition when we let it speak. Um, and you can just look on YouTube. People like Richard Branson have always said the best deals they've made are the ones that came via their gut, listening to their gut. Steve Jobs would walk bare feet for hours uh, along the beach until he was able to uh, <clears throat> channel in ideas and solutions. And even old Albert Einstein, who I love dearly, I love his wild hair. Um, he used to play a violin when he couldn't get his equation. Like, mm, 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 can't get it, can't get it. He didn't push through. This pushing through thing is a little bit of, mm, we'll talk about that another day. He didn't push through, he just went and played. Went and played on the violin and he said he forgot all about it. And while he was playing, while he was playing, the solutions would just drop in. Now, what, where was that coming from? Was it because the brain had gone to some sort of network default and it had integrated and it was able to do amazing creative connections because we weren't regimenting it through alpha and beta brainwaves? And or did it just open up a channel to that vast superconscious quantum field that's roaming, galloping around in the, in the sky and the other frequencies across multiple timelines and just say, hey. 
and he just opened up the radio channel and, and, and surfed the stations until something came in that matched his intention. <clears throat> Why can't we do that? It happens. It's really slowing down, stopping and accessing the quantum field, the divine. Surfing the channel. Till we had a frequency goes, yeah, yeah, that that that's it. And you'll have a knowing. You'll have a feeling. It'll feel like a match. It'll feel calm. And it might not always come with lightning bolts and pictures, but you'll feel kind of a peace. Like, you know, when you've cleaned the house and it's all beautiful and you go, oh, that feels so good. And you sit down and behold, it's beautiful. Um, it's a bit of that. It's just like, oh. Feeling of completion and calm. And yeah, this feels right. And if you need more validation, ask for it. Ask for it. So this is the energy of the field. And we all know we are electrical beings. We run on atoms, electrons, protons. For those of you who hate chemistry are starting to yawn now. It gets interesting though. Um, it gets interesting because at quantum fields is a study of the subatomic level of our bodies, which means something along the lines of you go into the cell and then you go into the atom and then you go into the electrons and photons and you go below, 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 right to the smallest little particle and quarks and things that they can find and they keep going. And as they've been exploring these tiny little things. It's like those little Chinese dolls that you keep opening. There's another one, another one, another one. But the thing is, as you go deeper and deeper, it gets more and more mystical. In fact, I've heard it said that quantum physics <clears throat> is the science of mysticism, and it's now beginning to, I'm going to say evidentiate, which I think is a word I made up, but I like it, evidentiate the proof of the supernatural. They can't explain it, but they're saying it exists. And it exists at a subatomic level in our body, would you have it? We hold this blueprint of subatomic weird activity within ourselves. Things that are happening, that they're observing, that are rocking the scientific field, and they're going, oh my God. And they can't explain it, but they're seeing stuff. And they're going, spooky, spooky. This is the science of spookiness. I'm paraphrasing that a little bit. I'm paraphrasing that a little bit. But it reminds me of... Um, yeah, what I want to say is, you know, Christ said the kingdom of God is within. And it's like we've been looking outside a lot, but actually the microcosm of spiritual principles and the magic lies within ourselves in the essence of how they behave. Um, you might want to look at Bruce Lipton, who was one of the fathers of stem cell research. Check him out on YouTube. It is the internal workings, the subatomic blueprint of our lives that is actually the magical wand we're wielding. And when we look and study and record this, there's some really interesting things that are coming up. There's something called particle duality. So just bear with me on this because, and here's the irony. Um, 
as an energy healer, channeling energy. Um, the only subjects I failed at school was chemistry and physics. I just couldn't get it. Now I think I'd be totally different. But back in then in the school day, it was just, it was hideous and I failed it. Didn't make any sense to me. Um, but now when I look at it, there are some fascinating aspects to this. And just on a slight tangent, energy. I have often seen healers and myself, in fact, when people have photographed me, light emanating from my body. Or I'm touching people and other healers, they'll feel tremendous heat. And the client will feel the heat. Um, and energy can appear as different forms. Light is sound, is heat. It transforms itself. It's never destroyed. It's only converted, uh, which is interesting because we don't die because we're energy. We just convert, transform to another form in the same way energy and life transforms to heat, light, electricity, chemicals. Um, so when we're energy healers, that's what we're channeling. We're channeling this, wow, what could I call it? An electrical force. It's chemicals, it's electrical force, it's heat, it's light. And it goes through our body, disrupting, deleting, and recreating new information. So if we've held past lives, and we've brought them in on the blueprint of this life, and they're no longer serving us that fear we've held from another life, we're having reoccurring nightmares, the divine energy passes through and I will be channeling and picking up their past lives and the, the present day behavior as a result, the phobias and consequential negative um, consequences they're having. And as I'm clearing it and picking up, they're going, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've got a fear of fire. Yep, I can't stand that person. Yeah, I can't explain this irrational longing for this person. And we go through, pick up the past lives, clear it. And they'll feel a tingling, a movement, a heat going through their body, things leaving the body. And then after that session, things change. And it was like electrical energy that had been downloaded, was now being deleted or upgraded or tweaked. As they released it into their conscious, made a decision about it, brought it into awareness, and then decided what they wanted to do with it. And then it no longer exists as a circulating pattern in their body because it had been cleansed and it went into the files. So now it was there as a file they could draw on, but it wasn't circulating as a current reality. It had been completed and finished because people who die, traumatic sudden deaths, often that trauma will leave an imprint and they'll bring it in on the next incarnation. I've seen this happen a lot with children having recurring nightmares and phobias and talking about other families. And then I'll work with them during light language, which is an energy frequency, I think, in its purest form, because I'm not even talking. I just, I just, as a musical, artistic person, I just, I'm relaying musical frequency tones and words. And they feel something. The kids are feeling something. I do it via the mother. But sometimes you will see the kids in the other room having some sort of reaction or response as they release, and then within a day or two, bang, it's gone. It's phenomenal. Okay, that was a bit of quantum physics. I can't explain it, as with the scientists, but we, I saw, we saw the evidence.
And little three-year-olds, you know, they don't lie or make things up. They don't suddenly change overnight from, you know, a year's pattern of sleeplessness, hysterical nightmares, clinging to mum, and then overnight, it's gone. In their bed, sleeping through, no separation anxiety, the nightmares have gone. Um, that is the wonder of opening up to the superconscious, the quantum field, and channeling healing energy. And when we look, just for a bit of fun, anyone who's a quantum physicist out there may may feel you may feel free to give your comments and enlighten us some feedback but <clears throat> from what i understand some fascinating things going on something called particle duality which is within ourselves we can be both a cell can be both a wave and a particle like something like solid a matter or a wave an energy now that's interesting isn't it they can be both and they take whatever form they need to be when it suits them so to me, this is a little microcosm of the macrocosm. It's like we have that ability to move from spirit to physical, physical to spirit, and we do. We are not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spirits having a human experience. We've incarnated into this world to learn something, and we are in multiple states. We are in particle duality. We are both matter and wave. And when we sleep at night, we dart in and out of our body, check on people, move around, talk to our guides on the other side and come back. So that particle duality set in the subatomic parts of our cells, to me, is just like, hello. This is the mysticism of your existence. The more you drill down internally, the more you will find the truth of who you are. You are not an inanimate collection of cells aging you are an enlightened part of the divine from the field collecting for the field through the field with the field with the trillions of other beings collecting information and experience that we put into the whole and then we call this god we call this the field now here's another thing Something called superposition. I find this quite fascinating. Superposition. It's like the superconscious. Get this. An electron can be here and there at the same time. Yep. Two positions at once. Now, when we incarnate... We leave a lot of our spirit energy in the spirit world. We may send 50, 60, whatever percentage to our human incarnate form. And then we are guided from the other side by our higher selves and guides and the divine. This is to me the superposition. So you drill down into the subatomic activity Cells can be in two locations at once. Yeah. And sometimes that's when people, you know, meditating or sleeping, their body's here but their spirit's elsewhere. And, you know, some people can be awake, sitting, relaxing, and they can send their spirit off somewhere to check on someone. <clears throat> and you can feel their presence with you. Um, 
I remember talk about superposition. This idea, this one just came to mind. I remember going through a very traumatic time with my mother nearly dying. And I'd come back from overseas and my father and I were caring for her. She'd had a terrible brain injury, was meant to die. She pulled through, which is a miracle. And we were working with her and her recovery through this brain injury. And after I'd been there several weeks and I had to return back to South Korea where I taught English at a university, back to my job, and I had to go through a long, long flight, several, well, it was a long flight anyway, um, and three different planes, it was over 24 hours. And I remember my dad, you know, he just looked at me, he saw how tired I was, with what we had been going through. And then I had to go back to work and go through this long flight. And I was doing it all on my own. And he just cried as, as I left. And, um, you know, I could tell that he was concerned. And I cried for him too. <laughs> it was a bonding moment. And that's another story. But when I got back, I finally got back to Korea. And off several planes and transfers and taxis and subways and then walked up the mountain to my little tiny apartment up in the mountain by a Buddhist temple threw unlocked it and collapsed onto my little bed Asian bed on the floor fell asleep during the night I was awoken and I felt the presence of my dad standing over me and I woke up and I went dad and he was standing there and I saw him and he was just checking on me to see that I got there and I was okay and then he was gone yeah, interesting, isn't it? What we do. Now, Dad's a Baptist deacon. I don't know if he'd approve of that in his waking life, but that's what happened, and I did share that with him. He was like, oh, oh. So there's superposition for you. Our biolocation. Here's another interesting thing. Electrons can absorb light, and they can leap up a level. Right? So here's where the subatomic becomes a little... Um, it's like the magic book with all the spells and the potential and the, the potions within it. Here's another spell. They can absorb light and leap up a level, leap up a level by absorbing other light. So being around the company of other light people, um, being in the company of the divine, when I channel, I invite the ascended masters, their guides, the Christ light is the one that I know, um, to come in. And I say, do you, are you happy to allow your energy to fuse with the Christ energy so that this divine energy can absorb some of your stuff on your behalf and donate his, her, because the Christ is both genders, donate his, her light to you to accelerate and ease this process so you're not doing it all on your own. And they're like, oh, yeah. And like it's for free. Oh yeah, but wait, there's more. It's for free. <laughs> you can just come anytime. And there's no payback or agenda. Um, there's no payback or agenda with unconditional love of the highest ascended masters. So like, yeah, go for it. And they do. They say, yep, that's like hopping on the magic carpet and you get a leg up. And I see things ease, shift, move, accelerate. It's not like the work's all gone. They still have to grieve. They still have to make decisions and do stuff. But I see things moving in their external circumstances and changing and synchronicity. 
And then instead of being stuck in grief, they pass through it. I just see shifts and changes like they have been plugged into something greater, a quantum field. So any little electrons sitting out there who want to absorb some light and leap up a level, if you want to leap up a level in the fashion of quantum physics, then ask for a light leaper to come to you. A light leaper of the highest, purest love. And grab a free ride. Because there is a place for that. There is a place for support. We're not on this on our own. We get to share and connect and do it together. Um, and the other thing that's interesting is that the universe is always expanding. They call it inflation. Um, you know, as far as the Hubble telescopes and others can see, it's just continually expanding. It's like, it's got trillions of stars, billions of planets. It's got its finger on the pulse of every living um, grain of sand, plant, animal being. In every moment of every nanosecond, knowing everything and holding all issues like gravity and planets and solar systems in perfect balance. And yet, <clears throat> so competent is this intelligent, loving, unified field that it's like, well, I'm just doing that on one hand. What should I do with the other hand? I think I'll just create some more. I'm going to have fun. Let me put on my colorful caftan and my dancing shoes, some bows on my ankles, with this colorful lippy and a nice hat. Oh, I might as well take my Coco Chanel handbag. Yes. <laughs> splash of perfume, bit of aftershave, because I am both, um, let's mix it up and let me go and create. And so space is expanding and we too are expanding forever and ever. We return in another life. So if you're feeling the pressure, oh God, I have to get this shit sorted, I must change. You have millions and thousands of lives to get this lesson. And the joy of becoming is for the becoming of joy and the joy of becoming. We leap into creation. We leap into expansion for the joy of becoming and the becoming of joy. Because the more we leap and expand and we release the pain, and some of those lessons are shitty and awful and dark, but once we move through those vortexes, those black holes, we expand and we have the capacity to expand more into the becoming of joy and the joy of becoming. Oh yes, now I remember who I am. Because remembering is a re, which means again, member. We connect back to the members, the parts of ourselves and the parts of others that we were disconnected. When we remember, we are just joining back to the oneness and there is a universal information out there that we can we can dial up. I remember dial a prayer when I was a kid. It was great fun. Really fun. Kind of wish they had that back again. But this is like dial a prayer. The unified field is always out there. You just have to pick it up. Pick up the phone. Literally sometimes I picked up the phone and dialed a number. 
<laughs> I thought, I hope this isn't anyone. I've spoken in and I've sent a text message. I've made up an email and I've sent a message out into the ether. It's quite therapeutic. It's a modern way of writing a letter. So dial a prayer. Send something out. Because the collective conscious, somebody, something out there will know. And will come in. As electrons can and do. And you can absorb the light and you can leap up. You can expand. Because you are in superposition. You are in two locations. You are not alone a human. Dangling on a string. Suspended above the crocodiles in this world. You have guides. You have your higher self on the other side. You are a wave energy and a particle of solid mass. And you can move between both. You can move between both. So expand at your leisure, at your pleasure, for the joy of becoming you. The God of Jason experiencing Jason as a God through the lens, the heart, the unified field and system that lies within your world and your subatomic activity. And what I want to say to you, is that we come into this world, we feel at times alone, but we are all bound. We are all bound and connected on this worldwide web through an invisible thread. And what we send out ripples across and affects and impacts on others. A lot of near-death experience people who have returned testify, attest to the fact they sent out a ripple of kindness to someone that random act of helping that woman with her groceries. She got in the car. She cried. She felt so alone. Her husband had died. He didn't know that. It had a ripple on effect. She was able to go home, pay her bills, take her grandkids to stay after all. The depression lifted. Things have a ripple on effect and we have no idea. We are in what's called quantum entanglement. And what that is, is when two particles are bound. Now scientists don't understand it, but they're bound in a relationship. And they'll be in different states, but when one of the particles is affected, the other one will compensate to bring it into balance. So you can have one cell in New Zealand do something to it, and the other cell, the same cell of that person in Australia, will react and compensate in some form because they are energetically connected, even though they are divided by a huge distance. Cells are all energetically connected. Very interesting concept. Very interesting. That's how you get the strong connection between mothers and children. It's like a quantum entanglement. Spiritually, their cells connect they know what's happening with their kids. Um, and you get that with past lives. You're bound in a relationship. One thing happens to you, it impacts and there's some sort of compensatory reaction on the person who's come into play, your bonded particle. Now just jumping back on that theme of um, entanglement. Um... What the scientists say here is that the message of one of change to one cell that travels to the other cell is faster than the speed of light. It's a, it's a direct telepathy. Direct telepathy. 
these cells are almost simultaneously responding to each other from the same person or bonded people in different locations. There is some entanglement within the field. Now I know myself and my mother and I, um, when I've been in danger, I remember once I was out, I was a teenager, no I was 12, um, very naive and trusting. I was in danger, I was out in a lagoon by myself and a man started to stalk me. I sensed danger, I hid, hid in the bushes. Uh, when I got home, my mother was hysterical. She knew that this man was stalking me and he wanted. He had bad plans for me and she knew. And when I got home, she told me someone was trying to attack your dad. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, you're right. And it was scary. Um, and we've always had that connection. She'll always know when something's wrong and then ring. So we have some sort of quantum entanglement. When something happens to me, she is like the compensatory other cell that brings balance to me and she'll know straight away and I think that's the, the gist of telepathy telepathy is quantum entanglement it's the connection between two people um, and Einstein lovely interesting funny character he called this spooky action at a distance Spooky action at a distance. I like that. Because that's what a lot of life is at the moment. It seems like spooky action. And this quantum entanglement where things separated respond together is spooky action at a distance. But the more we look into quantum physics, the more normalized this will become. Because now it's it's hard fact. It's observable fact. It's evidence. They just haven't caught up with how it happens. But I'm giving you a little insight into why I think it happens. There you go. Someone who failed science <laughs> is giving you their take. Because I think it's just a mystical blueprint for who we really are. Who we are. And we must always go in to find ourselves so that we can come out. You go in to come out. The baby goes in to come out. The food goes in to come out. <laughs> the thoughts come in. The words come out. It all starts within. Um, it all starts within. Now I've written a few little notes here. Um, yeah, telepathy. A few little stories about that. Um, talking about telepathic messages traveling faster than the speed of light in this quantum entanglement theme. I remember one Monday waking up and I started crying and I couldn't stop crying all day. And it was along the theme of losing a parent. And I turned up at my mother's and father's. Um, my mother might have been out and I remember crying and I'm saying I'm not ready for you to die. I'm not ready for you guys to die. And I was crying and they're like, what's wrong? What's up? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, and then I found out a day later that a very dear friend of mine, a lady called Helen, who was a mother figure to me when I lived away from home for a long time, beautiful, beautiful woman who opened my heart and mothered me, had died. And quantum entanglement, I knew. And 
me as a particle bonded to her was having a compensatory response. I was grieving. Grieving. I also remember um, some other, these are slightly lighter, funny stories, just as a child. Uh, no, let's let's go to the ones that, um, uh, when I first got my job, and I remember being warned in a dream at night by the other side, don't talk too much because they're about to offer you a job. And I was doing a tedious, boring data downloading. Tedious, tedious. Um, and so the next day, they were observing us. I was quite quiet that week, and then they did choose me. Uh, another story, I was given a dream when I was quite young, and I was in a religious organization, and they... I was warned in a dream that I'd have to drive everyone in a van around New Zealand because one of the people had taken sick. Well, if you know me, I'm a terrible driver. I've got no sense of direction. And this was terrifying to drive people, let alone a van, on my own with no GPS. I had no idea. And in the dream, they said, you can do this. Don't be scared. And then the next day, they asked me, and I did it, and it was okay. Um, I didn't kill anyone. I got them all to where they were going, meant to go. But there's just little examples of this whole quantum entanglement. The messages came through. We were particles bound in this experience. And um, these compensatory responses came through. So I guess I'm just making a bit of a telepathic um, connection out of that one. A bit of a telepathic connection. So now I want to finish with something that old Einstein said. Um, well, I hope you found that interesting. A bit of a, a, bit of a ramble from someone who failed in physics and chemistry around the whole theme of quantum physics. But watch that space. There's some exciting things coming out of it. And it points to mysticism as the blueprint for our existence. So the whole paradigm of linear, qualified, quantified, let me reference this to death, um, is going to change. Because there's the proof. And if you can't explain it, well, it's kind of tough titty because we've got the proof so pity we didn't have that in the 15th and 16th century before all those lovely witches were burnt what a pity all that unsubstantiated blame but here we are centuries on many of us have returned in an era where science is now beginning to go oh they're not witches they're channelers of the quantum field. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. You can put your black hat on, and I will thank you very much. But let's have a look at what Einstein said. If I can read my writing, what I've written here. When scientists looked for a unified theory of the universe, they forgot the most powerful unseen force. For love we live and die. Wait for this, folks. Da, 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 da. Love is God and God is love. This force explains everything and gives meaning to life. This is the variable we have ignored. Right, I just had to put a little bit of emotion into that on behalf of all of those who have been violated across the centuries. For um, that variable having been ignored. So thank you, Albert. Thank you, Uncle Albert. Thank you. 
And we hope in the future to see our society and education, aspects of all of that change, mature, grow up and reflect this beautiful variable of the quantum field, which might I add, is right there if we just tilt our head 45 degrees up is above us. That celestial space above. That cosmic expansion and then bring our gaze back down to our navel and look within, within that tiny subatomic, busy little proton electron city holding the blueprint, mixing lotions and potions smoking cauldrons, throwing in twigs of this and bits of that and MC equals pie halved, throw in some nutmeg. And don't forget the most important variable, love. Love. The unified love field. And that, my friends, was a very quirky, unprecedented and slightly wacky science lesson. Love and light, my little photon friends. Love and light. The portal is full of good vibrations. Good, 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 good vibrations. Come on in. The Brew with Suzanne Morning. <laughs>